This hour of Canuck Central is brought to you by Brevo. Brevo provides convenient cloud-based access control systems from your mobile device for any industry. Go to lp.brevo.com slash Canada for a smart demonstration. Still lots to come on Canuck Central regarding Bo Horvat's big return to Vancouver. We'll have uh, maybe some of our odds boost plays might have a Bo Horvat slant to them tonight, Sat. Yes, maybe one or two. So we'll uh, we'll have that ready for you as uh, we get closer to puck drop and get into the full pregame after 6 o'clock with the New York Islanders in town. Bo Horvat's first game back at Rogers Arena. But it's Wednesday, and we can't skip overrated, underrated. Hit the music. Yes, overrated, underrated, perfectly rated. By now, you know how the game is played. If I don't send out the tweet on Wednesdays, people get angry. Like yeah. Austin Langley today. He called you out. Called me out. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't wrong. No. You it have was, forgotten. It was it was quite late <laughs> in the day. I, I was testing people, Sad. <laughs> I, was, I was testing Yes. Them. Yes. It was good test, all right. <laughs> and our listeners passed, thanks to Austin and Langley. Yes. Uh, we've got uh, Joseph and, of course, producer Josh Elliott-Wolf behind the glass today. Hello. Hello. We will start with this one from uh, Woodrow. Booing Bo Horvat, overrated or underrated? Oh, man. I uh, I want to say underrated. It's underrated. Okay? It's sports entertainment. You do what you like, right? And I love the idea of booing Bo Horvat just because just because yeah (laughs) that's it you know the guy made one comment flippantly and maybe he didn't really mean it to be against the fan base and more meant it to be against the organization because in his heart of hearts he would have truly loved to be a Vancouver Canuck for his entire career but it was not to be but you know what Bo I'm sorry things don't necessarily work like that all the time Life isn't always fair. Something you say might offend somebody that you did not expect. And that's what's happened here. Underrated. Play to the gimmick. Keep it going. It's sports entertainment. Boo the guy. I think the whole thing is overrated because, like, it's just whatever. Like, fans are probably not going to be that much into booing. But isn't this part of being a fan, though? No, it's great. 100%. 100%. I would say... I do wish he would have leaned into being the heel. Like, the chance yeah. was there, right? It's like, yeah, you know, it's like Ryan Kessler, like, he leaned into He leaned into it. You know, he scored, he, remember, he scored a goal against the Canucks once in the regular season with the Ducks, and then he's like, God, oh, this is one, this is the, the biggest goal I've ever scored in this building. And it's like, <laughs> come on, man. You scored goals for Team USA at the Olympics here. Like, you've had big goals for the Canucks here. And he leaned into it, right? Leaned and, into it. And I wish you would see that from Bo, but that's not his. That's not his personality. No, not his personality. Uh, the 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 true play would be boo Bo, uh, whenever he touches the puck early on, cheer him after the tribute video, and then go back to booing him again. Yeah, <laughs> he was a good servant, but you know what? It's sports entertainment. Have fun with it. Do whatever you want. Uh, segues into the next one from Windsor. Tribute videos for players. Overrated or underrated? Uh, if the player is worthy of it, it's totally fine. It's perfectly rated. Yeah, depends on depends on. But when you're doing tribute videos for Derek Pouliot, I mean, come on, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> that one. I'll never get over that one. I think at this point they're overrated. I mean, it it was it wasn't like a real. It was like a salute more than anything. It was an, an acknowledgement of your existence. <laughs> but <laughs> they acknowledged like, it. 
But you you set the precedent with Derek Pouliot that essentially every former player comes back and is going to get some kind of like salute. Yeah, I mean that's that's a problem. I don't disagree. But I think the whole thing is like whatever. I mean, is, is it that bad to give you know tip of the cap to somebody who represented your organization? Like whatever. Who cares? As, as the, you're trying to be classy. What's wrong with showing a little bit of class? Yes, I guess so. And it's not like you're not having a pregame ceremony. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. In a commercial break. I missed the, the Brendan Gauntz video where he scored a goal off his behind. At least Bo Horvat did score a couple of big power, uh, playoff goals for yes. the Canucks, right? Yeah. You know, he, he was a captain well, of the team. Well, that's what I mean. When it's worth it, when the player's worthy of it, then sure. Yeah. Fill your boots. Let's get to it. But... Bo Horvat, there's top got, ten in franchise scoring. There's, there's got to be a line. Like Bo, Bo definitely has reached the uh, the level that he deserves a tribute video on his return. I mean, he was the captain of the team. It's, it doesn't even need to be said, but we don't need to do it for everybody. Uh, this one from Vikingstad making quote going for it moves in an unexpectedly good season. Do 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 do. I th- I'd say underrated because mm. I-, I think the sense is like, oh, don't be af- be afraid of making moves. Don't make trades to make your team better. People are so afraid of of being good. I would say though, not for rentals. Yeah. But I do think if your team is you know is looking decent, has some clear holes that need to be addressed, and if you can fill them long term with some good pieces that can fit beyond just one you know window, then yeah, I think you should be onto it. I mean. You never know how many years you can have guys healthy and playing well. Like you don't know. Yeah. You don't. You never know how things are going to unfold, right? And I'm not saying this is going to be the peak of you know Quinn Hughes's captaincy as a Vancouver Canuck, but I mean, like you have a chance to maybe get into the postseason, maybe win around, maybe may, not not win a cup, but like at least do something, right? And why should you be afraid of making your team better? I don't believe in that as a philosophy. Always be willing to improve your team, but do so with some discipline, and that's what I would say. Discipline is is definitely the key. You can't be out there uh, spending, uh, you know, twenty five hundred bucks on a new suit if you can't afford it. <laughs> it's always got to be responsible in how you go about adding to your team. But I can't, with every soul of my being, sit here and tell you that it isn't incredibly fun when a team does throw caution to the wind to add to their roster and try to make them as close to a super team as you possibly can. Because when the Blue Jays did it in 2015, I had zero qualms with every piece that they added to that roster. Now, they were, granted, a very good team, and one that certainly had title aspirations in 2015. But they go out, they get David Price, they get Troy Tulowitzki. It was unreal. You just built a super team over one deadline. And it was like, oh, it cost you 10 prospect pitchers? Sure. I don't care. This is awesome. They won like, they played like 750 ball for the rest of that season. It was, as a fan, you want moments that can allow you to be a fan to the truest extent of what that means. A fanatic type moment, a fanatic type run. And when those opportunities come, uh, they, they should not be taken lightly. And you should... Uh, you should want your team to go out and, and make the most of it when those when those opportunities do come. So that was a, the beginning of that window for that Blue Jays team, 2015, right? Yeah. With with Jose Batista and, and all those guys. And then now you have the new era with Vlad Guerrero and Bo Bichette. And that 2015 year was still their best chance of winning a World Series in yes. these eight years. <laughs> the best run they made and the team that probably has been the best team they've had in those eight yeah. years. 
And look, all of those 10 pitchers, some became okay, but most of them just like never became anything. Nothing right? you really... Right. I mean, Matt Syndergaard, Boyd, Daniel Norris, Syndergaard had for, a big... For a minute. Yeah. Syndergaard with Dickey, with Dickey for a minute looked like... Oh, but that you, wasn't you even the 2015 year. No, that, that, was, was, that was 2013. That was, that was before that. You yeah. set it up. But that was, yeah, you're right. That was uh, 2013 they did that. And they did a Jose Reyes trade that year. It was, uh, it was a unique set of circumstances too because like how often is a GM like going to be like, oh, I know I'm out. So I just... <laughs> I'm giving it everything I got. <laughs> Until uh, while I'm still here, because Alex Anthopoulos knew he wasn't going to stick around, right? And he's just mm-hmm. like, "All right, I'm going to do everything I can." And Mark Shapiro came in and was like, "What the hell were you thinking?" Hey, man, listen, I th- I still think it's been better than any move that they've made since then, really. Uh, anyways, <laughs> make <laughs> trades. Trades are fun. And he hadn't made the playoffs in like two decades. I know. Fun. Fun. Sounds uh, like the Canucks should just do this this year. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, Kieran. Instigator penalties for fighting after a clean hit. Overrated or underrated? Oh, underrated. Give me all the instigators for clean hits. Yeah. They I, need to make... The, that has to be like a staple. Anytime there's a clean hit and somebody's forced to fight, like an automatic two-minute two instigator. Uh, clean hit is... Um, it's quite subjective. I don't know if you know this, but Sheldon Keefe was not a fan of the hit from Dakota Joshua... On uh, was David, David Camp. Yeah. Listen, Camp. Sheldon oh. Keefe knows that whining plays well in Toronto, <laughs> so just just keep whining. That's all it is, really. Uh, he 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 said it in a sarcastic way, because uh, Comp missed practice, and Keefe basically just said, "Yeah, he's still uh, he's still a little banged up, a little swollen from that clean hit to the head he took on Saturday." <laughs> And that wasn't even the like the Joshua hit. I was like, oh, that's that's a clean hit. The Cole hit. I was like, whoa, his hands got a little high there. Yeah, I mean the the Joshua one. Like he goes through the body first, but then he does catch him in the chin and it leaves a mark on his face. So well, I think sometimes that's your what momentum is. like that's plays a factor into how the hit ends up. Yeah. Look, there's been a lot more big hits in the game this year. I personally love it. I've never been a big fan of. Oh, we've got a fight because there's a big one of our players just took a big hit. But because there's been so much less physicality in the game in recent years, it seems like even when there's a clean hit, no matter who the team is, like trust me, the Leafs aren't the only team that did this, that do this. Yeah. It's like somebody's got to answer the bell in that moment. And I think it is I think the idea of fighting after a clean hit is incredibly overrated. Like that has to be your yes. response. But it is the norm around the league now. And making sure that referees give the penalty, give the instigator in every single instance of that, when that happens, I think that is incredibly underrated. And I thought the refs did a great job with that Saturday night. But we've also seen instances where they don't give the instigator penalty and you're just like, well, why? Like, what's the difference between this instigator and... That one not being an instigator. Like the one that had Kyle Dubas's grandmother yelling at us. Oh, at, yeah. I when that. Uh, Wayne Simmons didn't get an instigator for going after Alex Edler. Yeah, because of the he dragged the knee on Hyman, was suspended, came yeah. back, and then, you know, he paid his price, and Simmons goes after him and feeds him, and there was no instigator. And, yeah. and uh, Grandma Dubas was not happy. <laughs> is, she a, is she a Penguins fan now? Uh, I guess she's a Penguins okay. fan now. Right. She's I tra- mean, like traded in her Leafs jersey. If you're the grandparent of someone who, like, works for an organization, I'd be a fan of Whatever team they go to yeah. as well. Nah, Not gonna fault them. No. Have the courage of your convictions. <laughs> Stick with the team you believe in. <laughs> Sorry, son. 
<laughs> Sorry, grandson. I'm a Leafs fan. I'm still a Leafs fan. Uh, you know they did me dirty, right, Grandma? Brendan Shanahan. <laughs> You're supposed to hate him. He spilled the tea. <laughs> Justin and East Van. Cooper Alls. Overrated or underrated? Overrated. Honestly, like they were overrated when they were when they existed. <laughs> so why are they underrated now? Yeah, they don't look good. They look horrible. It's just pants. They they're look like great. snow pants. Yeah, they're not great. They look bad. They don't look good. What are you going for a twirl down Grouse Mountain? Like I don't <laughs> understand. They're playing professional hockey. Put some put some real hockey pants on. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like Cooper Alls. Now, I mean, it's one thing for coaches or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no. It's like, hey, look, remember when we tried this really dumb thing that never actually worked? Let's like show it, show up to warm up with these because we can't good. actually play hockey games with them. It's not practical at all. <laughs> it's not at all practical. I can't. And everybody's wait. just like drooling over this. I'm just like, why? Uh, I'm, I'm bringing up the Hartford Whalers ones again. They just they don't even look good. It looks like you're trying to play hockey with like pants. Sat is the only guy in here that supports the uh, wearing the jersey of the team you stole. Oh, yeah, you got to wear the Hartford Whalers jersey. <laughs> I mean, it's so beautiful. You got to do it, man. It's know. the same rule with the Grizzlies jerseys. Like, I mean, man, they're just too good not to wear. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, also, I can't wait till like, the NBA brings back the T-shirt jerseys. Oh, yeah. That yeah. were just horrible. They were horrible. But they're going to at some point. Everything old is going to be new again. Just yeah. the jersey. That's, that's really all it is. Next one from W. Travis Kelsey tweets from 10 years ago. Overrated or underrated? Do we know the context on this? Yeah. So actually, I don't even know if it was 10 years ago. Um, but at some point, Travis Kelsey tweeted out that it was it was in response to like, which retro logo should be brought back? And he was like, oh, that 94, like the skate logo for the Canucks should be brought back. Oh. And uh, he said he was a big Pavel Bure fan as well. Who oh, wasn't? Wow. Seriously. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, big noted hockey fan. Beret in the skate jersey is just, it just brings a different level of nostalgia for us guys in our mid-30s. Yeah, I mean, Beret was something else, man. Like, Beret was like a future player. He came from the future. Yes. You know how when Michael Jordan joined the NBA and it was like, this guy looks like he just came from the future? <laughs> that was Pavel Beret. You know, he took it was, the DeLorean and just came, went back in time. It's like, how, how, do you, how, how are you doing this? Are you from the year 2045 yeah. or something? Like, where did you come from? Oh, like, you he did things that, skates. Yeah, he did things that people were just not doing in the NHL. No. You know, you hadn't seen it in the NHL. Um, it, it's kind of like when he, even McDavid has done it. It's just like, how can this yeah. guy play at this speed? Yeah. You know, that was always my thing with Beret. It was, you know, going to like a – Going to a NASCAR race or IndyCar or whatever, F1. I haven't been to an F1 race. It's a sensory experience, right? The mm -hmm. sound and the feel of the cars as they're whizzing by. Watching Pavel Bure was a sensory experience. <laughs> it's what it's what drew me to the Canucks uh, as a kid. And uh, I guess Travis Kelsey as well. Underrated. Underrated. Travis Kelsey. What a glow up this guy's having over the last little while. Who didn't see the video of him like uh, watching... The T Swift concert in uh, Buenos Aires. Yeah, he was into it. Just I like know, sitting I know on I the sidelines, waiting for the big hug after the show. Great job, hun. Like, wow, what a guy. Yeah, what a guy. What a gentleman. <laughs> uh, next one, Chef Swagger. The Sabers singing the Canadian national anthem regardless of opponent. Overrated. I think anthems in general. Are I overrated. 
if they removed anthems from professional sports events, I would not mind in the slightest. Yeah, so I, I think I'm kind of changing my tune on that, I got to say. And, and the reason I do is because, like, sometimes you hear some really good anthems. Yeah. You do. Like, the performances, like, I'd say for... I, I was, I was when, with when you. When the uh, Cirque du Soleil uh, uh, anthems were going on a couple weeks ago at Rock Yeah, Arena. I mean, there's some stuff that you see, you're like, you're like, man, like, that's just... It, when they... like. That's what I want to see. You go to an NHL game, you go to a game. If you're going to sing the anthem, bring out a legitimate mm-hmm. singer. You know, and we're blessed here. You have Juggy, um, Elizabeth's fantastic as well. Like, so I think like the anthems we hear at Rogers are usually like belters. You yes. know, and people get into them at, at at the ring. It's a good vibe setter too. I think an anthem done well is a good experience, and I think we get that in Vancouver. I think in the playoffs as well. Yeah, it like really adds to the vibe. But I don't know. In a regular season game, I just don't know if I need it. I'm just I'm 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 over anthems at sporting events. I don't need it. Uh, next Give one. Give me the Champions League anthem over uh, <laughs> over a national anthem. <laughs> no, um, the Champions League anthem isn't even that good. Also, like Buffalo, the the reason Buffalo does is because like 80 percent of their season ticket holders are probably Canadian. <laughs> yeah, Dude, it's a good reason. I guess <laughs> it's great. Uh, next one from Sean uh, Mike Bibby. Overrated or underrated? And why don't we also throw uh, in this as well? The NBA potentially returning to Vancouver. Oh, overrated yeah. Overrated or underrated? Good, good one. Good one. Um, so Sean DM'd me, and he sent me uh, a video yeah. of Mike Bibby. You saw this one, too? Um, going off uh, about how he told the Grizzlies he didn't want to be drafted, and he, and he he criticized the fans for not showing up, and how it was the best day of his life, and he was traded to Sacramento, and all those things, and everything like that. And I've long been somebody who liked Mike Bibby. He's now overrated. <laughs> like, how dare you, man? Yeah. Like, you were here, and, and and like he'd spoken before when he's come out here in the past about like how he liked Vancouver and how Vancouver's cool and everything. And now you go on this podcast that's popular with Matt Barnes or whatever, and now yeah. you're spouting a different story. That's oh, weak. he was on with me and Randeep a bunch of years ago. He never said anything. No, like that. it's weak. It's weak, man. Yeah. Now you're just talking. I was about to say something. Now you're yeah. just talking, you know? Like, come on, that's weak. You were here. You were you were kissing ass all the time or whatever. Um, the fans only didn't show up when it became pretty clear that the team was going to move and they were jerking them around. And they still average more fans in their final year than Memphis is averaging right now. So yeah. give me a break. Yeah. Mike Bibby, overrated. Uh, Mike Bibby, definitely overrated. Can't M- come back from something like that. NBA potentially returning to Vancouver. Adam uh, Silver's comments the other day. I think Adam Silver, I'm going to say overrated because I believe Adam Silver is pandering to a fan base that desperately wants it, but I don't see a pathway to it being realistic in the near future. You're saying he's, we're thirsty and he's just like keeping us as a safety option? Yep. He is doing what a commissioner should do and uh, trying to highlight all of the different possible areas of interest. And he knows saying Vancouver. Well, I mean, he's asked specifically about Canada when he was asked. Yeah. So, of course, he's going to mention Vancouver. He mentioned Montreal as well. And the NBA is about to go into expansion, but we already know the two teams they're going to expand to. It's Seattle and Las Vegas. I would say if you look at major metropolitan markets and you also look at demographics, Vancouver fits what the NBA would want long term. I think it does. Yeah. It's and just such a hard thing to do, though, and there's so much money, and it's going to be so much in- foreign investment that has to go into it. And in terms of ownership, I know people are like, well, who's going to own the team? I feel like if the NBA was like, hey, we're going to put a team in Vancouver, who wants to own it? It doesn't matter 
if it's someone from here. Yeah. They're Shaq. They're going to find somebody. <laughs> they will. Yeah. Shaq loves Vancouver. He does. Uh, can we end on one? I have a shout yeah. out yeah. to somebody. Yeah. So one of our listeners, at King Bleem, crashes over Bleem. Underrated take. This is before the Bo Horvat trade. And he said, how about trade Bo to Detroit for Hironic and a pick? Hironic and a 22-23 second for Bo Horvat. Who says no? And the Canucks essentially traded Hironic for Bo Horvat. So underrated take from King Bleem, also texting in. So good take there, man. That is an unbelievable call. October 31st, 2022 was... Oh, my goodness. ...the uh, caption on that. Man, we, uh, we've got some astute listeners. I better pick my game up. might lose my job pretty soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, wh- what did they end up trading? Essentially, it was Horvat for Hronik, a fourth-round pick, Atu Ratu, and Anthony Bavillier. Yeah. Like that's that's essentially the trade. Yeah, they got a fourth, traded a second. Yeah, and we'll see what Ratu turns out to be. Uh, so yeah, they they threw in a second alongside uh, Bo Horvat. Uh, all right, coming up, Irfan Gafar, his take on Bo Horvat and what the Canucks might be doing in the next little while on the trade market. That's coming up next on Canuck Central. Talking all Canucks all the time. It's Canucks Talk with Jamie Dodd and Thomas Drance. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.